We're going to get started with the Building of Story Brand podcast in just a moment, but did you know J.J. Peterson and I wrote a book? It's called Marketing Made Simple. It's a step-by-step plan to create a sales funnel for your business. It's got five-star rating on Amazon. Five stars. I mean, that's up there with like Chez Panisse. That's up there with the Ritz-Carlton. That's up there with everything that's ever gotten five stars. Marketing Made Simple is the name of the book. You can get it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, wherever you buy books. JJ and I are incredibly proud of it. But here's why we're proud of it. If you create a sales funnel, it will grow your business. We know that what is in this book has made people tens and tens and tens and maybe even hundreds of millions of dollars. You can get your share of that money. Just spend about 20 bucks on the book. Marketing Made Simple. Grab it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble today. Welcome to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose, noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. I'm your host, Donald Miller. I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. J.J. Peterson. Hi, J.J. Hello, Don. J.J., what is the most meaningful gift you have ever received in your entire life? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Let me think about that. Just so you know, I don't prepare J.J. for any of this. (laughs) All of a sudden, I hear, let me just figure out what the most and not hurt any of my Mm, family's- Sounds like it's not very meaningful. Yeah, no. Just not pop into the top. The thing is, is I have a lot. In in my family, so here's the funny thing. In my family, the whole goal, like at Christmas and birthdays, is- is to make somebody cry. Like that is <laughs> the challenge that is, is on. The challenge is on. And so like I give my family a list at Christmas. Like I'll say, I want kitchen stuff or I want luggage or I want, and they never buy it because they always want to surprise me. And so I don't buy those things. So this last year I said, all I want is kitchen stuff like whisks and spatulas. How many do you think I got? <laughs> not, not one, not one. Because <laughs> it doesn't make you cry. Because <laughs> it doesn't make me cry. And so I stopped giving my family lists. I'm just done with it. So my family is actually really good at giving very meaningful, very touching gifts. Probably the most meaningful for me is my great-grandmother, when I was born, started hand-making me ornaments, these felt huh. ornaments that have beadwork on it. And every year, from when I was born until she died, I got those hand felt ornaments, handmade Mm. felt ornaments. And when she passed away, so I was actually, I think I was in high school when my great-grandmother passed away, her kids got the ones that she had at her house. She had made felt ornaments for herself too. Very cool. And that she gave, they gave all of them to me. Oh, so so it's your whole tree now. So my whole tree has the ones that I made and then the ones she made. So I'm a very, for me, sentimental is going to win the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could be a picture. if That could make me cry and that could be really meaningful. But sentimental wins the day every time for me. And it probably wins the day for everybody all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a gift that jumps out at you that like just- Well, I I have a lot. I mean, you know, anything that Betsy, Betsy's a very, very thoughtful gift giver. Yes, she is. My mother was a very good gift giver. You know, apart from that though, because today's topic is actually about business and can giving gifts actually help you grow your business. Yeah. And most people do it in the worst possible way. They send out a <laughs> gift basket on Christmas yeah. with, with other 25 gift baskets that just move us all several feet closer to diabetes. Uh-huh. And and that's it's like, here's some diabetes for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, delicious. <laughs> we love you so much. We're going to take five years off your life. But the, um, you know, there's other ways to do it. And, and the, so the one I'm thinking about as it relates to today's topic uh-huh. is actually, I will never, ever forget. Landed in Nashville, Tennessee, Uh which is where I live now, but back then I lived in Portland, Oregon. Landed, got a call from my publisher. This was 15 months after my book, Blue Like Jazz, released. Uh Jonathan Merck was on the other end of the phone. He was calling 
from three miles away. Okay. Had no idea where I was. Uh-huh. And said, Don, where are you? I'm like, I'm in the Nashville airport. He goes, you're kidding. What are you, are you leaving? Are you coming? I said, no, I just landed here. I've got some meetings here. He said, can you swing by the office? And I said, uh, actually, I can. I've got a couple hours. I can swing by the office. And it's just two miles from the airport. And he said, we want to give you something because your book has just hit the New York Times bestsellers list. <laughs> now, this is 15 months after the book came out. Yeah. And but pre-Amazon, you didn't know yeah. that your book had taken You wouldn't know that your book had taken off for six months. Yeah. If you sold a million copies, six months later, you'd find out. When you got yeah. a big check, you'd call and say, I think you've made a mistake. <laughs> That's how publishing used to work. Yeah. And uh, I said, you're kidding. He goes, come by. We want, we want to celebrate you. So I go by. By the time I got to Jonathan's office, he had printed an official New York Yankees jersey with my name, my oh last my name on the back. And I think he had a signed baseball and a New York. I mean, he literally like somebody had to rock it down to the local mall yeah, yeah. and get it done <laughs> and get it back. Yeah. And I still have it. It's still hanging in my- That's amazing. And I sent one to Bob Goff. I uh-huh. sent like a New York Yankees hat. And I think, I can't remember what number he hit on the New York Times, but I think I had that number embroidered yeah. on the hat and I gave it to him. But you know, Jonathan gave me that shirt, that jersey, and it just meant the world to me. And literally, I actually, I'm not kidding, I actually sent Bob the New York Yankee. Yeah. It's my thing. When somebody hit the Times, I'll copy that gift yeah. and send it to him. And I'm joking because Bob actually loved it. He had, the Boston Red Sox has a B and you know his name is Bob. Yes. And I have to sit him down and explain to him that they hate each other because he has no clue. So anyway, so that so that's the kind of gift that it meant a lot to me. And it's that sort of thoughtfulness yeah. that John Rulin, who wrote a book called Giftology, says you need to bring into your actual business development plan. Yeah. You need to actually stop and be thoughtful about select customers. Stop sending them a calendar. Stop sending them, you know, something with your logo on it. Yes. And be thoughtful. And he has seen companies do this with up to 10,000 people at a time. Mm. Handwritten notes to 10,000 people. Hmm. And he's got a way of doing it. And yeah. he's got a way of helping you think about it and being authentic. And we're going to get into it here. We're coming out of a very weird time. Yeah. And we're coming back into community yeah. again. And we're recovering in business. And the competitive advantage that you get when you are thoughtful yeah. goes further now than it might have ever in the last 100 years of business. Yep. It's time to stop and actually think about this. So it's an appropriate topic. My love language is not gifts. Yeah. It's acts of service. Yeah. So somebody gives me a gift and inevitably, and this is awful, but inevitably I kind of like it because I like receiving gifts, but I feel awkward in the moment because I've got enough social anxiety anyway. <laughs> and then I feel like the first feeling I get is now what am I responsible to do yep. for you? And I'm going to forget. And your, I'm going to. Your responsibility is to cry. <laughs> just cry and say yep. thank you. Just cry. I'll just remember that. You. Anytime <laughs> I give you a gift, that is your responsibility. What are you supposed That's to do? That's what you're looking for. Cry. That's what you're looking for. Uh-huh. I can just call you and leave it on your voice. <laughs> yes. Okay. But uh, anyway, and I was shocked to find out it's not actually John's love language either. Yeah. And he's actually an introvert. Yeah. And so to me, it's like, okay, now I'm listening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because yeah. you're not just fulfilling your own fantasy of going out and giving gifts. You actually see it as, as a strategic business. Yeah. Well, it makes all the sense in the world. It, it's one of the more fun interviews we've had in a long time. John Rulin is the author of a book called Giftology. It's a bestseller. You can get it uh, anywhere you buy books, but we're going to actually unpack the meat of what's in that book right now. Here's my interview with John Rulin.
John, thanks for coming on. Hey, Don. Thanks for having me. You know, my, my sister runs a flower shop. She bought a flower shop called Jeannie's Flowers, north of Houston. And she just bought it right before the quarantine hit and closed on it. And then maybe a month later, <laughs> the world shut down. And I said, Jennifer, I said, listen, if you email your list and say, we know you're dying to hug somebody. We know you're dying to touch them, but you can't. Send them flowers. It'll mean the world. Your business will be just fine. Amen. So she did kind of the equivalent of that, and her business is fine. She even had so much that she took 200 roses to the local hospital and gave them to each nurse walking in through the door, a gift from the flowers. She must have read your book, John. Ugly tears. <laughs> I'm sure there were some ugly tears going on there. Uh, that's that's uh, my sister. I'm so proud of my big sister. She's amazing. She pivoted and realized. Here's the deal, though. You built an entire business because this is a foundational belief for you. You know, it, it is one of the five love languages, gift giving. And uh, a lot of people who don't have that love language don't realize because they don't have it, they're not speaking it to others and they're not connecting. So regardless of whether you like giving gifts or not, this is a big deal. It's a big way to connect. I'd love to hear your backstory on how you, you have a business that helps corporations give the right gift at the right time to the right people in order to build connections that increase and enlarge and, and deepen their tribe and, of course, grow their business. You've made millions doing this, and I don't mean to say it's about the money, but that means there is, it's, it must be working somehow. And so before we get into how to build relationships, why to build relationships, what give, giving it has to do with that, how in the world did you get into this in the first place? Yeah, well, a lot of times people hear our client list or whatever else, they're like, well, John, you must have grew up like, at the country club, giving cool gifts like in a wealthy family, and the exact opposite is true. I'm a farm boy from Ohio, very practical. I grew up, you know, milking goats every morning. Like I'm one of six kids. Like we had a one acre garden, heated our house with wood. Like I, uh, I grew up learning what I didn't want to do for the rest of my life, yeah. <laughs> which was like splitting wood. And so I went to school to go be a doctor because I thought, you know, DOs or chiropractors. My mom was into health and wellness before it was cool and hip. And so I went to go make mom proud and make money. Like I hated baling hay in the summers of, of Ohio. And I, my life changed because of a mentor. And he was an attorney. He was also my girlfriend's dad. And he was like the guy that like would buy the real estate that magically became the Walmart. He bought oil wells that magically like sprouted up. And so he was a good attorney, but everybody loved him because he was always giving things away. Like he was just this radically generous person. And I'd, I'd see him give like, a, you know, he'd find a deal on noodles and give like a semi load of noodles away the next <laughs> Sunday at church to 200 people. And I'm like, Paul, that was 30 grand. Are you insane? And he just got this smile on his face. And he was just like, that's just who I am. So I, I had the awkward conversation of pitching him. I went, I interned with Cutco, the knife company at yeah. 20. You interned? I interned, yep. Yep. So that was coming out of college or? That was 20. I was a sophomore in college. Gotcha. And so I, I wanted to make enough money to go pay for med school without any debt. Like that was my goal. Right, right. And I had no sales background, no any of that experience. And because I was paying for my undergrad too at the same time as I was going to full-time school. So like I was hustling. Yeah. And uh, if you've never pitched your girlfriend's dad knives, that's an awkward conversation. Like just for the record, <laughs> like it's, it's like what, what are the weirdest you know, like before church, like, hey, Paul, do you want to hey, buy some knives? Yeah, I'm, I'm, having, I'm enjoying time with your daughter. I'd like to have a talk. You know, he's expecting like, something <laughs> serious. Like, look, you can cut an apple. You can cut yeah. a Coke can in half. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know what? If that guy tried to date my daughter, I'd be like, you know, he hustles. He works. He, you know, he's going to make a living. I, that's not that. That's not that bad of a move. No, no. Paul didn't make me feel weird. Like, like I looked at him at 60 and I was like, I want to be Paul when I'm 60 and I'm 20. Yeah. And, uh, and so Paul was like, he bought himself 
and his three daughters that weren't even married a set of the knives, which was a big deal. I was like, wow. And then I pitched him the idea because he was always giving things away. I'm like, Paul, all your clients are CEOs of like financial advisor firms, insurance companies, home builders, oil companies. Did you come up with this idea? You came up with the idea of like corporate yeah. gifts. You saw it and it was through yeah. this one guy. You saw the opportunity through this one guy. Yeah. I was like, he's always giving things away. Maybe he'll give away pocket knives because gotcha. they're all into hunting, fishing, outdoors. And he changed my life forever. He's like, John, I don't want to order a hundred pocket knives. Could I order a hundred paring knives? And I'm like, you want to huh. give a bunch of dudes a kitchen tool. I'm like, I'm 20. I'm green. I'm country bumpkin. I'm like, why? And he changed my life forever. And really a lot of what I teach. Well, did he have the idea of give it to the wives? He's like, if you take care of the family and business, everything else takes care of itself. Huh. So I'm like, it wasn't about the knife. Although to this day, we sell millions of dollars in the stupid knives. It was about what the knife represented to the family. It was a transfer right. of them. It was a delivery vehicle for the emotion. It became the story that people told. Right. And so I started pitching like big companies, insurance companies, $200 million companies. And I would, I would send them a carving set, said, carve out five minutes for me. I promise it'd be worth your time. And I'm 21 at the time. And I get the call back from the assistant in my dorm room to go meet this $200 million CEO. <laughs> and I walk in in the one suit I have on, like I'm like scared to death in this like mahogany boardroom. And I walk in, the guy's like in his 60s. And he's like, are you the John Rulin that sent me the knives? And I'm like, yes, sir. And he's like, and I thought you'd be like some seasoned sales executive, yeah. like in their fifties. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I'm confused. Are you here to sell me knives? And I'm like, no, I'm here to help you and your thousand sales reps do exactly what I did to you, to your top 10,000 relationships. Wow. And, Get in the door. And he was, his jaw hit the ground. He's like, you're good. He saw it. He knew. It blew his mind. And so I walked out of there with an order for the, the largest order cut code ever seen. And they thought it was fraud. They thought I'd stole a credit card. And they're, and they're like, why would an insurance company buy a thousand knife sets? And I'm like, because it's it, we're using gifting and gratitude. Now, real quick, though, they're comparing your performance there to door-to-door -door salesmen? Yeah, they're comparing. Like, Cutco is about a $250 million company. And so most of their, you know, it's people buying for themselves or for a wedding right. gift or a Christmas gift or, you know, they're buying one, whether it's one knife or one, you know, a full set of knives could cost 10 grand. But they're selling one at a time. And I, I was going out and using it as a solution to show people how instead of spending money on ball game tickets or rounds of golf right, or right. trade shows or whatever else, that you could invest a dollar here and get a hundred dollar return. And people were, it was like, it was working. And people freak, like business owners were like, if I could spend that, like, I'm not, I'm not even getting a three X on my, some of my marketing dollars. Right. If I could redirect it towards this. And take care of my employees and do cool things and get in loyalty from my best clients instead of taking them to Mexico like all my competitors do. I'm going to start doing cool surprise. I'm going to follow your methodology. And I was like, med school, you're on hold. I'm like, I built a business around it, an agency. And so the last 19 years, we've been basically teaching people how to do this. And then the core of the business is people will say, hey, here's our list of our top 20, 50, 100, 1,000, 10,000 relationships. Go make my relationships feel loved because I know if somebody feels something, then they will go send us referrals. They'll be, you know, they'll retain us. They'll do more business with us. All these other things that people, nobody cares about gifts, but everybody cares about the fruit and the byproduct of right. referrals and, re and retention and engagement and loyalty and all these other buzzwords that people talk about. And gifting is like, because people suck at it so bad, <laughs> they think they're a seven and really they're like a negative 10. Wow. And so it's like one of those areas where like everybody does the same Morton's dinner, the same conference, the same trade show, the same fishing trip. I wanted to do a um 
a video, and we didn't do it because I just thought I was throwing somebody under the bus. But at Christmas, we get these gift packages, these gift baskets. Uh. And I wanted to actually film a video of me and our hospitality director. Her name was Avery. She was with us at the time. She was terrific. And I wanted to film like me and Avery just unwrapping one of these because here's the thing. They meant to send a really thoughtful gift. They're very thoughtful people. But I wanted to show how ridiculous that basket – I mean, you know, there's – Little thing of nuts propped up on a big piece of cardboard, so it looks like it's there's twice as stuff there. Then you open it, and there's four nuts inside, and they're stale. <laughs> it's all they're stale fun. because they got a, it's clearly they got a discount on nuts. Uh, you know, they like went to a movie theater and swept up the thing and then yeah. put it in baggies <laughs> and just go. This is what some company convinced you was going to win us over. And not only that, there's eight of them in the office, so we're all eating, and we're like, gosh, not another one, really, because we're getting so fat. You know, you know yeah, I mean? it's like people are eating, eating and drinking themselves to death at the holidays. And hey, let's send them some more cheap some wine sugar. and some more box <laughs> and some more tins of popcorn. Like, like that. That's or another Harry and David basket. Like the people that actually do gifting, they have maybe good intentions. But I tell people all the time, it's not the thought that counts; it's the thoughtful thought. Yeah. But it, usually, people will say it's the thought that counts when it's an excuse to give a lame or sucky gift. Like if you tell your wife. Honey, it's a thought that counts. She's going to look at you and be like, dude, put in the work. Right. <laughs> to give me something thoughtful. And people think in business that they can check the box. Yeah. And put things on autopilot and just say, yeah, let's send out, you know, 10,000 jackets. And to, to the people that are spending hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars each with them per year, and they think that they're somehow going to turn that into, a, like, people don't understand that they're actually spending money. They're investing their hard-earned dollars to offend their most valuable relationship. And be largely forgotten. So there are times that you send these gifts. There are kinds of gifts you, you send. There are people on your database that you want to send gifts to. I want to get into that in a second. But we got to have a personal, honest conversation here. Yeah. My love language is not gift-giving. Yep. Me neither. And I mean, you. Oh, that's shocking. Okay. I'm probably a different kind of person in the sense that birthdays and stuff were made a big deal when I was growing up. And then at about 12, it just stopped. I mean, you know, it was like, it's, you know, you acknowledge your birthday or whatever, but you move on. And so I don't like it when people know my birthday. And here's why. Because they're going to give me something, and then I'm going to forget theirs. Because I'm not intuitively wired to remember, oh, yeah, I want to go celebrate this person. This doesn't make me a, a, a jerk, right? I'm much more motivated to like help you make millions of dollars with your company, help you employ more people, help solve the tax code. I want to help large groups of people accomplish huge things. It's just my wiring. So when you say, Don, I want you to start giving gifts to these people, I hear I'm going to enter into a relationships that are going to bog me down and slow this thing moving forward because now I, it's never just like give a gift and let's not talk. It's let's get on the phone and talk. You, know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Convince me I'm wrong. I'm entering into obligations I cannot keep up with because of the way I'm wired. So c help me understand why I'm wrong. Yeah, so what I would say is that it's actually the opposite. Most people you know, get FaceTime, they take people out to dinner, they entertain, they host, they, all that kind of stuff. I don't like doing that. I'm an introvert. Oh my gosh, John, you're speaking my love language. Yeah. You have figured out how to hack the system. Is acts of service your love language or what's your love language? My love language is let's accumulate power together and use it for good. I don't know. That's, that's, that's acts cool. of service. <laughs> okay, acts of service. There you go. You're, you want to go help people do things and then, 100%. And, move, and, and, then, and then move on to the next thing. 
with them to their next thing. Now, yeah. I don't want to just abandon people. But yes, I want to accomplish huge things. Let's get it done. So here's the funny thing is, I, I call it no ABC gifting. No anniversaries, no birthdays, no Christmas. Why? Those are all obligatory. They're times. flooded. You're diluted. Your gift gets diluted. It's this noise. It's this marketing noise. So if you want to surprise and delight somebody, um, whether it's your wife, whether it's your kids, whether it's your parents, or whether it's your employees, clients, vendors, joint venture, part, it doesn't matter. We're all human. Like, people think like, oh man, does this work in my business? Does this work in my industry? And I'm like, when I, we were speaking to Google, I'm like, do you guys have human beings here? And they laughed from the stage. They're like, yeah, we have human beings. I'm like, well, then it works. It works in Africa. It works <laughs> yeah. here. And what I would say is that most people want to have to do relationship building. It doesn't scale very well because you can only fly around and meet with so many people. That's why people fly to you. Right, like it, right. it's, a, it's a hack so that you don't have to go everywhere. Like People can come to you and you don't have to be away from your family. Right. And gifting is the same way. Is I can send the same silly knife set or the same whatever to 10,000 people for a client and they never have to jump on a phone call, a plane, they don't have to go to a dinner. But it's a touch. And it's a touch, it's a thoughtful touch and based upon the handwritten note and the details, people forget about the details. And they're like, John, I did the rest, I, I did giftology, it didn't work. And I'm like, did you follow the recipe? And they're like, well, kind of. And I'm like, no, like if you go to bake bread and you leave out yeast, do you get bread? Like, no, I'm like, well, you don't follow the methodology. so. If you do giftology the right way, it's made to scale and you send out all of these touches, they feel warm and fuzzy and they're like, wow, Don or whoever was thinking of me, they may send a handwritten note back to you to say thank you. They may text you. They may send a video. They may send an email. They may make a phone call. But at the end of the day, it's scalable because at the end of the day, we want all to be thought of and, and for our, our lives to matter. And when we receive something that's really thoughtful, there's an emotion like God's wired us in our DNA that when people do nice things for us, what do we want to do? We want to reciprocate right. and we want to reach out. And so to me, obligatory gifting is horrible. Birthdays, we don't do birthday gifts. People are like, oh, I want to do referral gifts. I'm like, okay, we don't do that. And they're like, what do you mean? Like you're a gifting agency. I'm like, we don't do referral gifts. I'm like, why? And I'm like, well, are you in the relationship business or the transaction business? Right. And I don't care if somebody makes washers or toilet paper or widgets. Everybody says... We're all about value and we're all about relationships. I'm like, well, if you give a, somebody gives you a million dollar lead or referral and you send them a $250 Starbucks gift card, you're feeling good. They're thinking, man, what a cheap SOB. You made it a tit for tat right. relationship. Right. And so giving a gift after you've gotten something, people are like, I want to do gifts after a deal's done. I'm like, is this a transaction or is this a long-term relationship? Everybody's like, well, I want long-term relationship. I'm like, well, then you should send gifts out of nowhere just because. The timing of the gift matters just as much as what you're sending. And most people, they start with, what's the cool, sexy gift? They're like, I want to send Apple AirPods, or I want to send an iPad, or I want to send Bose headphones. And I'm like, the what you're sending is the last step in the process out of seven steps. And the first one is, who are you sending gifts to, and why are you sending them? And when, are, when would it mean the most to them? And most people, I don't care if you're a billionaire or a janitor, Everybody loves to be surprised and delighted with something good because most surprises and delights are bad in business. Yeah. So we reframe it and say, hey, let's love on your relationships. Let's figure out the strategy on the front end. And then let's go and our agency, people outsource it. But anybody could do it on their own if they wanted to. 
But it, the, the goal is not to do it at expected times or obligations. And that's when 99.9% of people give gifts. All right. You say on page 35 of your book, Giftology, Giftology is rooted in the acknowledgement of someone's time being the most precious commodity he or she has to share. We've all been given a ridiculously limited amount of it. So when someone shares it with you, let him or her know unequivocally how honored you were to receive it. And so that's a gift of you're giving somebody a gift because they gave you some time. Yes. Can we get into the giftology methodology? Because you say you left out the yeast. It didn't work. What's the recipe? What's the actual formula? Yeah. So, so one of the first things is, is determining who you're sending gifts to. Most people, I, I ask them, hey, who are your top 20% of your relationships? Or who are the, the people that really matter to you? And they don't have, they don't have names. They don't have spouses' names. They don't have addresses. They don't have identified where, who the most important people are. And so identifying who, and part of the who, people are like, ah, John, like, I want to send out a gift. I want to put my logo on it. I'm like, imagine going to a wedding. Would you ever go to the wedding of one of your best friends and take the Tiffany's vase and and put compliments of story brand on the (laughs) Tiffany's vase? Even the most tacky person on the planet would never do that. They'd be like, no way. That's no, but they would do that. They do that in their business and they call that branding and marketing. Right. And what they're doing is they're trying to manipulate and turn their most valuable people into a billboard for them. And what they end up doing is getting not, they get a negative return on that because the person who gets it, they may say thank you, but in their head, they're thinking, I'm never going to use this. Like they re-gift it. They give it to goodwill. They put it in the back of the closet. They feel guilty. You just gifted them guilt. Yeah. And so identifying who your important relationships are and then figuring out what's important to them. Well, the simple thing is, the one thing that's a, a, a non-negotiable for us is if we send out gifts on behalf of a client, whether it's to employees or to customers, I don't care who it is, it's to human beings, we have to personalize it with their family name. And when, when I learned that from Paul when we started doing these knives. People would get, you know, they could afford their own $10,000 knife set, but when they got a knife set and they looked down and they saw their family name on it, hmm. or they looked down on it and they saw their favorite Bible verse mm-hmm. that they built their whole company on, or they looked down and they saw their own logo on it, or they looked down and they saw the quote from their book. Like I, I, we did gifting for uh, Hal Elrod to a guy who's written like 20 books and uh, James Altucher. And uh, we sent him like this $5,000 knife set and every knife, all 32 knives on both sides was quotes that had impacted me or how on each knife on both sides. And he got it and he was like, like it melted his face off. Now, James Altucher is like one of the least things person on the planet. Like he doesn't care about stuff. Like he, but when he saw his wisdom and his legacy carved into these knives. He didn't care about the knives. He cared about what the motion was that was attached to it. And so understanding who you're sending the gift to, the item itself is not important. It's the person that's important. Yeah. And what I love about your framework is when you do it right, when you personalize it the right way with their family name, their spouse's name, whatever it is, now they have a story to tell. And the gift becomes this trigger that gets them to go tell, reminds them, and then they talk about it with their family, their friends. Like, I can't tell you how many times where people are like, John, I was just talking about you the other day, or I was, the client's like, we're the most top of mind people in all of our employees and clients' lives, whether we want to be or not, because they're telling stories about these, and I don't even call them gifts anymore, I call them artifacts. Yeah. Because gifts sound like crappy stuff, tchotchkes, trinkets from China, and but an artifact is like, that's something that you like run into your house when your house is on fire and you grab right. like a handful of things because there's the meaning and the story behind it. It has memorialized something. It's symbol. You talk about in the book, how it symbolizes something. Yeah. It, it symbolizes the value. Like if you look in the old Testament, like whether you believe in God or not, like Kings would give other Kings like 
crazy gifts of like gold statues and 10,000 head of cattle because they understood that the gift should be a representation of the value you place on the relationship. Hmm. And most people are like, hey, thanks so much for your quarter million dollars in business. Here's a box of brownies that we spent $17.14 on. Thank you so much. <laughs> and what are they communicating? You don't matter. Right. I just had, I felt obligated to say thank you because we made money this year. Here's my token of appreciation. You know, it's funny. I, when we got married, my publisher sent us, and I'm not for the desecration of books, but I really liked this gift. Yeah. It was the date of our wedding carved into the pages of a book. So when the book fans open, it looks like a little sculpture. Yeah. Hard to explain what it is. And we still have it on our bookshelf. It's like wide open on our bookshelf, and, I, and it's been seven years, and I'll still walk by and go, man, that was such a nice thing for our, my publisher to do, when they clearly could have sent you know, something more cheesy. And it, and it doesn't have the publisher's name on it. It doesn't have... It was about you. Yeah, it was about us. They put you on the pedestal versus most people, and most people, even when they're giving gifts to their, their spouses, it's like the husband that gives his wife like a four-wheeler for Mother's Day or for, you know, for a birthday, and she's like, that's a gift for you. Like, that's not a gift for me. Yeah. And most people, when they're shopping for gifts, they, if they like steak, they send everybody steaks. If they like wine, they send everybody wine. If they like music, they send everybody music. And a gift by its very nature is recipient-focused. It's not giver-focused. But when we give gifts, typically, it's like in our company colors. It's our logo on it. It's And those that's the antithesis. If you want the gift to move somebody into this deep emotional connection and to buy into like, wow, you really have my back. You really understand who I am. Like the who is way more important than the what. Like I see people all the time that will spend money on $50,000 watches and the people are like, well, that's, you know, like they're gifting Fortune 500 CEOs and like he could go buy his own watch. But I've seen people where we've done these like crazy $1,000 mugs and people are like $1,000 for a mug. And I'm like, it takes four weeks and we carve into this mug the person's core values, who mentored them first, their family, their faith. Like basically their whole life's legacy is carved into this piece. Hmm. And I've had billionaires cry. Was this a wooden mug or what is this? What, what do you mean? It's made out of clay, but it, it's made one at a time. Got it. And the artist carves into this, the whole life story of this person. And so like we've literally like, you know, billionaires that, uh, that own islands and own airlines, I won't say the person's name, have received this and been like, oh my gosh. Like, and they'll take that thousand dollar mug and say, that was more valuable than, than a $50,000 watch. watch. Yeah. So it's not like people will sometimes say, John, you just want me to blow a bunch of money or you want me to be extravagant or you want me to spend more money than, than my competitor. I'm like, no, I want you to be more thoughtful than your competitor because that's how you win. I'll be right back with the rest of my conversation with John Rulin in just a second. If you like listening to this podcast, you probably are a sponge when it comes to business knowledge. You just want to improve your professional capability. Well, if that's the case, go to businessmadesimpledaily.com. That's businessmadesimpledaily.com. I send out a free business coaching video five days a week. It's completely free. There's no catch. Over 90,000 people have subscribed to the Business Made Simple Daily video, and they are learning how to negotiate a higher salary and manage their staff. They're learning how to manage up. They're even learning how to get fired the right way so that people regret ever firing you. It's business tip after business tip that is completely practical. You'll be using these tips every single day. Just go to businessmadesimpledaily.com. You deserve to be coached. If you're not being coached, go to businessmadesimpledaily.com. I'll coach you. Businessmadesimpledaily.com. You'll get an email tomorrow morning. 
You say on page 63 of the book, I strongly believe that a really thoughtful note handwritten on nice paper is as effective as spending $25 on a trinket or a gift card. It's a secret weapon and one of the most cost-effective ways to make a memorable impression. So it, it doesn't have to be a gift. And there are a lot of people going, I don't have a $50,000 gift budget here. But actually just sitting down and being thoughtful and then you know, evolving up to gifts to certain clients is a great place to start. Absolutely. I mean, when I was in college, I started with a $500 a month gift budget. Hmm. Now, that's now... That's a lot for a college kid. For a college kid, it's a lot. But I realized like, if I could take that $500 and spend it on two people that were really important, mentors, advisors, influencers, pillars of the community, people, even small businesses, if they're honest with themselves, if they would make it a math equation and say, you know what, I profited you know, $50,000 last year. If I would reinvest 10% of that, if I would tithe off of my profits back into my relationships and invest in those people, that's, that means they could invest five grand. Now, that's not a $50,000 budget or a $500,000 budget or a $5 million budget. And we work with all of those ranges. But if you could reinvest back into your relationships and say, hey, you matter. But to your point of the note, like I tell people, if you're not willing to have a handwritten note go with the gift, then don't send the gift. Yeah. People are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, the handwritten note is what provides the meaning and the context. But what if you're doing 10,000 of them? How do you? Well, what's fortunate is we have a team of people and that... If somebody wants to do that, we, we handwrite all 10,000 for them. That's amazing. So if somebody wants to send out, I, and I, I tell all the time, like you got to pay for our team to write the notes. And if you're not willing to do that, then don't send the gifts. Go, go spend money. If you're just looking to check the box, because the handwritten note, think about it. If somebody sends you something and it just shows up from Amazon, you're like, oh, that's cool. But they automate it with one button. But if something shows up and it's well packaged and there's a handwritten note and it provides context, oftentimes the note is more valuable than the item. The item just reminds you of the note. The, the, uh, the goal of the gift is just to be a, a tangible trigger because human beings are so visual that when you see the knife, you see the mug, you see the custom-made leather, whatever, like it just reminds you of the relationship, the value, the thoughtfulness, what was written in the note. So the note to me, if people are like, I don't have the budget, I'm like, take an hour, write the most thoughtful note. Like our, our letterhead now is $9 pieces of stainless steel like our business cards are three bucks. They're made out of metal and we blew them up. And I'm like, I spend $9 on my letterhead because there's some industries where you can't even send a gift. It's like super regulated and yeah, all yeah, this yeah. other stuff, which people use as an excuse to not give gifts. I'm like, well, if it's the department of defense, you can't send that, but anybody can receive a handwritten note. If you write the, take an hour and write a really thoughtful handwritten note and send it off to somebody, they'll probably keep it for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. If you go take it and read it to them in person, it, there's all kinds of studies that have shown your joy and your gratitude goes up and so does theirs. And I challenge you to do that and not have you and the other person cry. <laughs> because at a core level, gifting, acts of service, all these other things are just love. Like people are like, John, I don't care about gifts. I'm like, I don't either. But I care about loving on people and I care about growing relationships and I care about growing my company. You know, when you say it's about love, you know, you break it down from a primitive perspective. It is about convincing the other person that you are in it to help them survive. That's it. That part of your survival, you are going to sacrifice on behalf of theirs. That's really what love actually is. It, you know, we get really woo-woo with it, and it is woo-woo. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful thing. But from a primitive perspective, it's about saying, I'm going to share my basic instinct to survive with you. I got your back. I got your back. And what's interesting is it's easy to send gifts and do cool things and love on your relationships when things are going well. Like I tell people all the time, like when things hit the fan, like we're actually more busy because in the valleys is where you find out, like when your back's against the wall and you're in the corner, you're like, who's got my back? 
and my mentor Paul was always like he, he would say it funny because he was from Amish country. He's like, the extra scoop of ice cream means the most on a bad day. And it was his way of saying, like, go and love on your relationships in the valley. Like, be Isaac and plant seeds in the famine because that's where you'll get the hundredfold investment because everybody else is pulling back and you're showing up powerfully. When you can show up for your tribe, your employees, your clients, and say, you know what? Everybody else is pulling back. I have your back. Yeah. Internally, like you talked about, like viscerally, we were like, I'll do anything for that person. I'll go anywhere with that person because you realize that they really, when they say they love you, it's not just like on a Hallmark card, like it's for real. And that, that, that hits us at a deep emotional level. Yeah. Gosh, that's beautiful. Okay. I want to go back though. You got to choose who you're going to give the gift to. Restate the second you know, part of the formula. You know, The gift needs to be authentic or whatever, but how do you sum that up? Yeah, so it has to be recipient-focused. It has to be person. Like recipient-focused, no, okay. Yeah, no, no logos. Got it. No logos. It's, a, it's from one human to another human. It's not from a company. People don't do business with companies. They do business with humans. And so like, it's from one-to-one. So it's not from the team. It's not from the Remax team, the Keller Williams team, the, you know, the Morgan Stanley team. It's from Jim to Joe. It's very story brand because we say never play the hero, be the guy. Don't make it about you. Make it about them. It's, that, it's, the, it's the basics of human psychology, and it's not intuitive. It's not intuitive because at a core level, we're like, if I'm going to spend money on something, I better get credit. Right. I don't want right. them to forget. And I'm like, hey, if I sent you a Rolex, would I have to put giftology on it for you to remember where it came from? And I want everybody to hear that. If you send me a Rolex, you do not have to put your logo on it. <laughs> <laughs> if you send me a Rolex to 4401, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> or for that matter, a washing machine. I, you don't have to put your logo on it. <laughs> yeah, no logo. No logo necessary. But we think in business, so it per- personalized focus on the person. The other thing is, is that I, I you know, so my gifting budget this year went from $500 a month 20 years ago. This year, it'll be about a half a million dollars. And I'm a small company. Amazing. Yeah. And by the way, my assistant loves you. We're going to get to this in a second. My assistant loves you because you sent her a gift. That's the second part of the recipe is take care of the inner circle. Paul understood that it's one thing to take care of the CEO, the decision maker, the CFO, the executive, the athlete, right. or whatever. It's another thing to realize that they have other human beings around them that make them tick and that are important to them. I call it the inner circle. So the spouse or significant other, their assistant or their team, their kids and their pets, those are the four buckets. So if I invest... If I try to wow you, Don, like you get a lot of nice things. You travel, fly private. You got friends in big places. Wait, wait, wait. I've, I've flown private like twice or three times my whole life, and I've never, I don't think I've ever paid for it. So let's back up. I don't fly private. Don't write me letters. Okay. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but I mean, you have access. You've yeah, yeah. been blessed. You've yeah. been blessed to be treated really well at nice restaurants and food, and, and like you've just been fortunate. But a lot of times the people around you, maybe your assistant, maybe your team. Yeah, they don't get to have those experiences. They don't get to have those experiences. So when I invest 80% of clients' budget, I'm like, who's their inner circle? And they're like, I don't care. I want to take care of the CFO. And I'm like, if you want to invest $1,000 and get 100,000 ROI or what I call ROR, return on relationship, Hmm. you need to invest in the people around them. That's why the knives work so well is because most people, they're married, they have kids, they have families, they host, they entertain. And so oftentimes people get so myopic and they're like, oh, this guy likes bourbon. This guy likes hunting. And I'm like, I don't care what he or she likes. What is their family like? What is right. their assistant like? Right. And they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, then you're not very good at, at building relationships. And people get pissed. And I'm like, the inner circle, if you want to have more impact than your competitors, then you need to be more thoughtful and taking care of, Paul just did it naturally. He treated the receptionist at the same level as he treated the CEO. Hmm. And guess what? Every receptionist loved Paul. Yeah. 
And so we teach people, take care of the people around them. That's where you need to invest your dollars. That's how you compete with the $30 billion company that has a bigger budget and marketing budget and biz dev budget than you do. It's by taking care of the people around them. So a lot of the gifting that we do is inner circle focused. John, I want to make sure we get two things done before the interview, and this has obviously been a great conversation. Yeah. Two things. One is I want to understand the recipe. There's a recipe. Can you just go through it? We can read the book to get more. Yeah. But can you go through it real quick? And then second, if somebody is just starting out, they say, you know, John's making sense. What's their first move? How do they build a gift ideology into their business development? Can you go through the recipe first, and then we'll get into baby steps? Yeah, well, so, so what I'll say is that the entire recipe, my goal is to get a million leaders to be radically generous with all of their relationships, hmm. not to wear a different hat at church and with their family, to be radically generous with their, their suppliers, their clients, their vendors, their employees, everybody. Because if I get a million leaders to be that way, it'll trickle down and impact a billion people. Wow. And I can't handle all of those people, whether you're a solopreneur or whether you're a billion dollar company, like it, the recipe is the same. Your tribe can go download the entire recipe with all the videos, everything for free. Now, if somebody wants us to walk through it with them, it costs a lot of money. But if they want to do it on their own. Where is that at? Where do they do that at? Giftologysystem.com. Okay. They can walk through everything. But the recipe is simple. It's personalization. It's focusing on the recipient, not making it about you. That's a hard one. Right. So hard. Right. The second is be inner circle focused. The third is timing matters. It has to be what I call planned randomness which is you know when the gifts are going out, but the recipient, the employee, the client, the vendor, the supplier, the prospect has no idea what's Doesn't coming. Doesn't know, in. yeah. The third is what's the most I can do? And what I mean by that is I would rather give a $100 luggage tag to somebody than a $100 watch. And the reason is, is if, I, you know, if somebody has a Rolex or a Breitling or a Seiko or an Apple watch on their wrist, let's say a $1,000 more watch, and you send them, you th- you're really proud and you send them a Seiko that costs 200 bucks. What ends up happening to that watch? It gets regifted because they already have something better. And so a $100 luggage tag, people would never buy for themselves. It's handmade. It's crazy. But they'll, they're like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I would never do this for myself, but thank you so much. So it's taking a detail. That's why the knives work. Most people have get married. They get something from Bed Bath & Beyond, and they have a $30 knife set that falls apart after a couple of years, and you send them a $200 one knife. They're like, even I've seen people that are worth $100 million like, I use that stupid knife every single night yeah, when yeah, I make yeah. dinner. And so go all in on a detail. Find things that people that are practical, that are useful. Like people don't need more crap on their walls. Give something to somebody that they're going to actually use. And the last thing I would just say in the recipe is what would they really want? At the end of the day, like something that we do for all of our employees, we realize that we are making a lot of the gifts about ourselves and what was easy for us to do and give. And we started to look at our team, which is all virtual, and a lot of them are stay-at-home moms. And we started to say, man, they don't have enough time. What if we did something for them they'd never do for themselves? And we started to pay for house cleaning every other week for all of our employees. It costs us $2,000 per employee per year. And the ripple effect of that is we get $50,000 in value. Like they cried. They're like, like, you couldn't believe it because their husbands, in many cases, were like, I get more time with my wife. She's less stressed. They had more time with their kids. And so putting yourself in the other person's shoes and saying, would they really want another trip away from their family or another ball game away or dinner or whatever else? Oftentimes in business, we do things that are about us versus saying, what would they really want? Would they want something to take home to their wife or their husband or their kids or whatever else? So putting yourself in the other person's shoes and saying, what would they really want that they would never do for themselves 
is a really powerful reframe. And so right. we, we started to pay for unlimited babysitter for date nights. And we started to pay for marriage retreats. So we, we don't want our employees to get divorced. And we started to say, what are the things that we can do? Like nobody brags about their 401k, but people do brag about the fact that we pay for their house cleaning because it makes their lives every single day better. Yeah, yeah. You can put your thought around that. I don't care what size company you have, whether you have five employees or 5,000 employees. Like those are the things that really start to create what I call active loyalty, where people are willy willing to run through walls for you, not just stick around and take up space. I love it. Well, are the baby steps covered at giftologysystem.com as well? Not only are they, are they covered, but there's videos and worksheets. Somebody could take our entire playbook and steal it and go execute it on their own. <laughs> John, this has been a wonderful interview. You're fantastic. The book is called Giftology. You get it on Amazon or anywhere else you buy books. Look, you know, we're all looking for a competitive advantage in terms of our marketing, in terms of our relationship, in terms of our branding. And because everybody's doing the same thing, you have a chance to differentiate. So this is actually great business strategy that also helps you sleep at night and build your tribe and builds relationships. John, you were a wonderful guest. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Don. JJ, we, we got to start giving more gifts. I'm ready. Me too. You know I, I've I got a plan. I, yeah. After the interview, I actually talked to John about something that we'd like to do in the future that I think is awesome. You, we need you on that team. I'm in. You'll be on the committee, the gift yes, giving committee. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. Well, if you've been inspired by anything John said, the book is called Giftology. Just go to Amazon or wherever you buy books and grab the book and enter into this world of strategic advantage of gift giving uh, that John has introduced us to. Also, just a delightful interview. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his tone, his, his joy for life is just awesome. Music from this episode is by Andrew Bell. You can listen to Andrew's latest record, Dive Deep, Hushed on Spotify or on iTunes. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose. Noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. Music.